This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, it's Ashley I, and Ben isn't here to do this intro, which I feel really weird doing. So I'm going to jump into who our special guest for today is, and it is Becca Tilly. Hello, everybody. She, you probably know from my season with Chris Souls, as well as Ben Higgins' season, because you know Becca has all the greatest tasting guys. So <laughs> she had to, she had to go and date Ben too. I feel like no one remembers me from Chris's season. And only remembers me from Ben's season. That's so weird. Of course, I think of you from Chris's season. Well, yeah. But you went further. Yeah, you were the number two. That's what I'm saying. Nobody ever forgets the runner-up. Except for me. (laughs) But then you're known as being sixth, fifth, fifth place on Ben's season? I was, like, not even a real, like, even, like, a thought process for being a front-runner on Ben's season. That's so weird. Okay, wait. On this topic, Becca, let's talk about that one week that you got eliminated from Ben's season. And instead of going home to San Diego, yeah. you were like, I'm just going to sleep over at Ashley's for a straight <laughs> week. And I had the flu and she sat next to me. She didn't care. She was a great nurse when I needed um, what it was not, wasn't Postmates back then. We used oh, Grubhub. Grubhub. Yeah. This we, is not a plug for Grubhub. No, we no. Love we love Postmates. <laughs> They're really um, efficient. Did you get the she was clean all the time. These are things that I learned about <laughs> Becca. She like, takes a shower in the morning and at night or a bath at night for sure. She always smells good. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. We binge watched Scandal and we ate a lot of Thai food. Mm-hmm. And she'd wake me up at like one in the morning, <laughs> in the one at night when she was about to order her lunch and I was still sleeping on NyQuil. It was a great time. Let's just say our metabolism slowed down that week. <laughs> Definitely. And our friendship blossomed. Yeah, it was so fun. I will forever remember that week. Me so too. did you two become close on Crystal's season? We started becoming actual friends, I think, when we started traveling. Yeah. I never yeah. really talked to her before we started traveling, which is really weird. No, I remember you like the first night and then you eating corn on the cob on the couch. When I was trying to get everybody to play Cinderella with me, but everybody just looked at me like I was a wacko. I remember thinking in that moment, <laughs> I don't belong on this show. No, if that's stop. normal. <laughs> okay. If you guys don't remember, of course, Jade got the princess date. And because Cinderella was a Disney movie in coordination with ABC, that was about to come out. So she was going to have a legitimate Cinderella date. I was very jealous. So I tried to gather the girls in the house to play, <laughs> to play Cinderella with me. And nobody was down. <laughs> you know what? You would have really thrived on Ben season because there was a night where they, they like played out Frozen, and I remember. I don't also like Frozen. Thinking, this is something I don't get, and something I should talk about on my I don't get a podcast. Should, I don't get Frozen. I love it, but I was not down to play it. Oh really? Not with. Do you all go stir crazy because you're like locked yes. in together like prisoners? Um, I, I don't know. I would probably play Cinderella anytime I had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't stir crazy. Were you the kind of girl when you were little that you put on plays? Or were you like, I'd rather just watch TV? Because, of course, my sister would rather watch TV, and I was always forcing her to do plays with me. You know what? I played with Beanie Babies a lot. Like, I played them and, like, had voices for them. <laughs> but I was young. Like I sh- Fifth I grade. Sh- fourth, fifth grade was the Beanie Baby right. time. And my sister had kind of moved out of this phase and she was a little too cool for me so I really just played it by myself a lot oh Becca that's so sad do you feel like you're brought up um to your sister's level like because she's two years older than you or were you more of like the big sister to your other siblings 
I was neither. I kind of was like I I was definitely the younger sister mm-hmm. to the older like I didn't always try to be like her with her friends or anything, mm-hmm. but I don't I was still kind of childish and I don't think I was like I'm, I'm a mother figure now. I feel like more than I ever You're was. Like the Becca is the king of kids. She's the queen of children. Like she turns into a Disney princess when there's kids around and then they all flock to her. And then she's like has like three on each arm. And there's a cartoon bird. Yeah. Floating by. Yeah. Animal. You're more like that with animals. Yeah. I'm like that with children. Yeah. Well, I would probably rather be like that with children because when I see Becca interact with children, it makes me feel scared that I am going to like not be okay once I have kids. No, you'll be great. I'm gonna be like, oh, they're so like whatever. I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm gonna get in trouble. Go away now. As much as we should break this down, I have a question. Oh yeah, (laughs) oh yeah. Should we like talk about things other than this? Can you tell me a little bit about what it was like to be a number two? Because as we're going into sort of the last couple weeks here, that's our producer Amy. Just to remind you guys, (laughs) Amy really comes in with the tough questions. So it's funny because watching this last episode. Peter reminds me a lot of myself on Chris's season. Oh, he's closed off and so not ready to get engaged at the end of all of this. I was going to say probable and realistic. But we can go with closed <laughs> off and lots of walls built up. Um, but I remember like watching him and hearing everything he said and also being very kind of bored by him because I felt like that's how people felt with me because I remember thinking I'm being realistic about right. the situation. Like in my head, I had spent such a small amount of time with Chris that I was like, I can't say yes to a proposal because a proposal means marriage to me. Right. And I remember the producers being like, what if a proposal just means you keep dating? I'm like, that's not what a proposal is. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. This I, is I, so for somebody interesting. who is legit crazy like me on the show, I still think if I had gotten to hometowns, I would have really started realistically thinking about things that's what I always said I I would have like excused myself had I got to hometowns and I didn't feel like I could marry him I was still thinking like because I had knowing the show and seeing people get engaged I'm like maybe this is when it happens more towards the end when you're separated from the girls and and I will say my feelings for him increased a lot when he met my family. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Well, that's because your dad loves crystals more than anything. I know. Did we talk about this last time you were on? No, I but I love talking about it because I would love to know how Robert felt when he saw <laughs> crystals and your dad just broing out <laughs> so hard. Explain well, at your blog okay. launch party. So I had a party for my blog launch and um, Crystal, it was at the Bachelor Mansion, so it was only right normal did you have a lot of feelings come back for chris once you saw him at the bachelor mansion no and i had seen him that was harsh that was like a very quick no but i I think i had feelings come back i was like chris come to the front door reenact things with me that's just like your disney princess i'm wanting to reenact things um but i was with robert so i those feelings weren't there and i had seen chris before at different events so it wasn't like it was it wasn't like oh we just reunited for the first time and we're at the place where we met for the first time um but i remember being like robert are you okay with this friendship that my dad and crystal have and robert's like yeah i totally get it they met and it was such a different situation they have so much in common it also happened to be the first week that your parents were meeting robert yeah there was a lot happening that (laughs) night for me (laughs) i I was on overload (laughs) Wow. You know, and your dad, like, he texts Chris whenever he gets the chance. Yeah, they're like buds. And 
Chris is amazing. Like, I consider Chris a friend, too. Yeah, Chris is the sweetest. He's also an excellent dancer. (laughs) My question, and you guys can talk about this. We're all kind of sitting here ripping on Peter as a viewer because he's boring and his walls won't come down. When really, he might be the normal human and we're all insane that you should get married after a month. I'm out. I don't feel like I was ripping on him. I said I think he was... I think he's boring because I think that is what, okay, here's what I have to say. (laughs) Yeah. Meeting, knowing you in person, I know that you're normal. Watching you on the show, I'm like, she's a lot, like she has a lot of personality. Yeah. And you're so much more fun to watch than I was on the show. And still, like, I don't think shows are fun without you on them. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, I think that Peter is like very level headed and First of all, I mean, let's just acknowledge the fact that he's maybe the most beautiful man to ever be on The Bachelor. I mean, we all can't really handle Peter, so we kind of just cross him off as we were talking. You know, we were like, oh, never fall in love with someone who could be the future Bachelor. There's that. You got to just never want to attach yourself to that. You got to exit out. (laughs) (laughs) Or you end up on another season and get dumped again. Exactly. But in Ben's case, it was hard to say no to Ben. I thought about it. Oh, I mean, well, my I was so dead set. Like, I am not going back on unless the producers asked me to come back. And I was like, really hope the producers. <laughs> <laughs> so they came to you first or did you like plant the interest in their minds? Well, I planted the interest on Twitter. Oh, uh, OK. And uh, my tweet like really took off. Yeah. And I was like, that's funny. Yeah. And then everyone's like, you should go on. You should go on. I'm like, I am not going to be Nick. Like he was on Caitlyn's season. That did not go well. I mean, everything worked out for Nick. But um, yeah, they came to me two weeks before. So I was I, I, I kind of played hard to get. I'm like, what do you want? to They were like, what are you doing this fall? Like, What do you want to know? <laughs> How <laughs> much more nerve wracking was it coming out of the limo for the second time than it was the first time? Because I think that you'd have the additional nerves of Ben being like, oh, I didn't want any past season girls. (laughs) I I got out of the limo and Chris, we talked to Chris Harrison, me, um, Amber. I was with Amber. We talked to Chris Harrison first, not Ben. And he told us we could walk in the house and that all of the other girls were already in there. Mm -hmm. And that was this, I had this moment where I was like, I don't want to do this. You're like, I'm going to run away, running away. take me home back to the Sheraton. (laughs) (laughs) The Sheraton is our home away from home. Well, this is so interesting. I have so many questions. Do you want to, should we continue to ask questions like this to Becca? Well, yeah. And we have so, we are getting flooded with the best questions on our email. So maybe we should go to some of those. All right. Let's hit the viewer. I mean, the listener questions. Should we do this one first from, from Daniela? Sure. It is for directed to just us two. How special. Hi, ladies. So I have been toying around with the idea of signing up for The Bachelor because I'm 31 and either I suck or I've been really unlucky in love. My question to you both is, is there any advice to give as to how to stand out and get selected to be on the show? And what did you guys do when you applied? Sincerely, future token old person contestant. (laughs) Olds in quotes. (laughs) It depends on how old your bachelor is. I was actually like boggled yesterday thinking about how it was Raven's 26th birthday this weekend. And she was dating a 36-year-old on TV. And we just never thought about it, that age difference. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize that. That's a lot. Oh, I love That's that. Years, That's a good yeah. age difference, though. Oh, you like 10 years older? 
Ne- See, Becca, what do you think? We had this, and sorry, we're not even answering our viewer question, <laughs> but on the 4th of July, Becca met Cupcake for the first time, and it was just the three of us, and it was so fun. We just had the chillest Shake Shack burger hang yeah. at a pool. We tell yeah. everyone who Cupcake is. Okay, so Cupcake is, you know, seventh place on Caitlyn's season. He was the dentist okay. who came in in a Cupcake. you just pulled that stat wow. out? Like, it was... I know. I know the placements of all my friends. (laughs) That's how we are in her phone. It's like Becca, second, and fifth place. Do you have a little rose next to everyone who, like, is from The Bachelor? No. Oh, I have a little rose next to everyone from The Bachelor. And I always get excited when I see, like, a number from far away and, like, there's a rose. It could be Jared. It could be Ben. It could be Becca. more exciting? Oh, who's the most exciting? Becca. Actually, I don't even know if Becca has a rose because... Everyone else. Is- Wait a second. It depends how I get the number. Wait, can you continue with the Fourth of okay, July? Okay, yes, Fourth of July. <laughs> Let's continue. So we had this this conversation. It was pretty pretty solid about how Cupcake thinks that me, as a twenty nine year old single girl looking to settle down within the next few years, should be dating a guy in his forties. And we have an entire I don't get it podcast about this, but let's just touch on it here, Becca. What was your answer? If you you are like a little bit more flexible on when you settle down, is that correct? Yeah. And then would you date a 40-year-old right now at 28? I mean, I'm it's hard to say because we don't think 40s old. We just think 40 no. might be old for us. No, no, no. And well, and I think because we're not the most experienced. But I also feel like you're in different places at different ages and I think there can be someone who's 28 and who's an old soul and like totally ready ready to settle down since they were well the difference between ben and dean oh yeah i mean is they're like, only two years apart well, they're like essentially the same age and they could be 20 years age difference absolutely ben is different from most men even remotely close to his age though absolutely what about what about robert you knowing robert the best of all men robert is i mean i think robert's in a place where he's kind of done his thing he went on the bachelor had his after bachelor fun and or bachelorette and i think he's in a place where you know he's very mature he's settled he's has a good career he's knows what he wants and what he's looking for so um i think robert's robert is i guess the mentality and the age that would be ideal for me i think very lovely. When I'm ready to settle down. All right. Well, let's give this uh, this girl some advice now. Wait, would you date a 40-year-old? We did not get a straight answer. <laughs> okay, okay. I I can't. I, would... I honestly can't imagine myself being the girl who is immature in relationships. And I say immature because I haven't had what experience. What if Scott Foley was not married? Scott Foley I is... I promise you. Freaking I, hot. Scott Foley could be 70, and if he was not married, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But see, he seems to have a young spirit. He does. It all depends on it. If there's a 40-year-old and he, first of all, if I just have a connection and there's just something undeniable about it, I'm not going to be worried about his age at this point. Yeah. If if I were 21 or something, it'd be different. I agree with you. Is Kate Beckinsale still dating that 20-year-old? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So when Becca and I were at Craig's, we saw Kate Beckinsale at the table next to us. She was striking. Like. She looked younger than us. It hurt. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> she was so fresh looking. It hurt my feelings. She looked like she came right off of Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I know. And Pearl Harbor is a very is has a very special place in my heart. To your heart? 
love it. Okay, yeah. And <laughs> I, I just couldn't. It's a terrible movie. Oh, no, fantastic. It Amazing makes me feel everything. everything. The soundtrack. I couldn't decide whether I like Ben Affleck or Josh Hartnett more. And my best friend was team Josh Hartnett, and she thought I was a traitor for being team Ben oh, Affleck. Oh, I love me some Ben Affleck. Oh, my God. You'd In do, that you're... movie, he's like everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> All right. We're going back. Kate Beckinsale. Yes. She looked beautiful. She looked young. She was dating a guy who was like 15 years younger than her. Didn't you know the guy she was with? You said hi. Yeah. We said hello. And I was like, enough about you. How's Kate? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you know what makes me look fresh every morning? BioClarity. You and I both have had like a little bit of skin issues in our 20s. Mine was when I was 23. Yours was more recent. I was going to say, that was literally three months You're a really good friend. Throw her under the bus. She's all, you had terrible acne You look beautiful right now. (laughs) Look at your house. Clear your skin is now. Yeah, you know, I really made a turn for the better. But I was going to say, can we call skin issues skishies? (laughs) If you have skishies, you should be going to bioclarity.com because- this stuff makes you feel confident and I know if you were like me you didn't feel very good about yourself you didn't want to go out in public and like socialize when you had the acne didn't want to leave the house skishues kept me inside yeah well with bioclarity you can actually take on life because you'll have naturally clear skin because of this product they have no weird harsh chemicals it's naturally calming and cleansing and it includes green tea and chamomile which you know those just sound soothing to me yeah they do <laughs> and it's unlike any traditional um and it's unlike any traditional acne treatments because it doesn't have benzoyl peroxide which for me personally causes some extreme redness dryness and irritation There's a three-step process. You first cleanse, then you treat, and then you use the Restore Gel, which leaves your skin feeling so smooth and refreshed. You guys remember that that is Ben's favorite step in this process. So go to BioClarity.com and use our code FAMOUS, F-A-M-O-U-S, and our listeners are going to get their first month of BioClarity for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That is a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter our code FAMOUS for that. And it's got a 100% risk-free guarantee. Like, you guys, if it didn't work, they wouldn't have this because you can just return it if you don't like it. All right, so head over to BioClarity.com. Now let's help this girl, you know, oh, yeah. this 31-year-old who wants to go on The Bachelor. I'm we assuming that she something. probably has some pretty clear skin. Yeah. <laughs> Daniela, first of all, do you have skishies? <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, we have a solution. No. Um, first of all, it's so twisted and weird to me that this show has made people feel like 31's old. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because I'm getting close to 31, and I don't feel old, and, like, I don't feel 31 like I look old. is prime. You are on fire Did at you know that scientifically, I read this study once, and it will stay with me forever until I'm 32. Um, <laughs> scientifically, women are their most beautiful at 31. Daniela, you that are is your ready. Peak. Yeah. I remember Jennifer Aniston I don't remember when saying something about 40 being awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how you feel right now, Amy. Other than the fact that I want to be a little bit more in shape. Yeah. 40s are the best there is. My mom loved her 30s and 40s when then she hit 50 and she's like, mm, I'm dumb. I'm, I just I'm not something's really going this, on but... where I need a little muscle in my arms. So yeah, I just have like, to figure out how to do that. That's, yeah, 
Yeah. Same. How do you do that? Just like a clean diet and exercise. Do I just lift like a dictionary over my head a bunch? Or, or like something? weights? Just a lot of water. Where do you get weights? <laughs> I don't have any weights. Where are you, you getting like, weights? Amazon. Okay. <laughs> do you love that Jennifer Aniston is like the person who says, oh, just sleep in water. That's all you really need. But then again, I've found myself to be the person who says that too. I don't. I don't drink. You don't drink any water. water you just drink Dr. Pepper. It has water in it. I know. So here's a question <laughs> for all of you guys. Is Dr. Pepper hydrating? Does it count as your daily water or is it actually dehydrating? Because I once read that it's dehydrating. Do you know how many negative comments we're going to get about this? Do I'm you be angry. love the fact that when Ben's here, we like, we're like, boom, 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 topic, topic, topic. And here we are, still haven't answered the question Daniela. brought from... Daniela. I'm just thinking about Jennifer Aniston and how much I love her. I love her so much. Okay. Daniela, this is what I did for my audition. It was nutty and it was completely different than Becca's. I was just getting out of grad school. We were in our capstone. We had all the equipment to use in our free time. So I decided to make the most elaborate audition tape you've ever seen, like with, with lav mics and everything. I think I even had two cameras to get different angles. Have I, I don't think I've seen mics. Is this public? Is it? Yeah. I mean, I think you've seen it on my Instagram story. It's on my Instagram story. Um, nut story, LOL. It's on my feed from a long... <laughs> <laughs> I posted it, I think, like six months ago on my actual Instagram. But just the bloopers part, because oh, at least at least with the bloopers, I can be like, you guys, don't worry. That wasn't my real audition tape. Those are just the mess ups. I'm not that embarrassing because the actual audition tape is so embarrassing. It's like, so they seem to like it if you do something kind of crazy Outrageous. or if you're just sort of like, yeah, I'll be on your show. So do you know what I did? I went through an entire season, you guys. I did an entire quote season of myself on The Bachelor in three minutes and 30 seconds or something like that. So first I arrived in the limo and I got out and I met The Bachelor who was my sister with a plastic, um, a paper, it was like a styrofoam plate on her head and it had a question mark drawn on it because we didn't know who The Bachelor would be. I am. I you never saw this? Having This was made for feelings. Becca. Okay. And then- I met him and I was like, thanks so much. Like this, I can't believe it's you. I'm so happy it's you, blah, blah, blah. I walked in and then we went off to our first one-on-one -on -one date and it was like on our little gazebo, like at home. And I was talking about like how I had a princess complex. And then <laughs> I went to, oh yes. Then we went to a hometown date. I went to the Great Falls Falls because I'm from Great Falls, Virginia. And we did the... We went out to the falls and we had a picnic there with the bachelor who still had a paper plate on his face. So Lauren. Yep. And then I went to the fantasy suites in which we went to a hot tub and he still had a paper plate on his face. And this is where I dropped the virgin bomb where I said she, oh. we were about to go into the fantasy suite. So I told him, I go, so I have something to tell you. I'm a virgin. <laughs> And then I didn't know that because of that little scene in my audition tape that it would become such a big deal on the show. And then following that scene, we went and did the final rose. I mean. That is. Wow. Daniela, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, if you want some attention, you can do that. But don't, Daniela, don't, don't mention the virgin thing if you're a 31-year-old no, virgin. Don't use that. But here's the deal. If you want to be on the show and you send an in a tape, I think it has to be elaborate. 
Elaborate. Well, how yours wasn't? Didn't you like not even have a tape? No, I didn't have a tape. <laughs> right. That's what I was gonna say. I know plenty of people that got on that it was just like they were cute. Do you want to cool. know? Do you want to yeah. know how this all started? Didn't you like just breeze through everything? Yeah. But and wait, it was like two week process. Tell us your entire story, Becca. Details. So give us similes. My best friend from high school, Laura, lives in Louisiana, and we just have. A very hilarious, weird conversation. Like we just have all. She's these also weird the coolest girl ever. She's amazing, yeah. Laura. We love you. Me and Amy and Ashley. Amy and I. I love oh, you. dang it! Sorry, grammar police. Ugh, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, I posted on Facebook. I wonder if you can train a hamster. Okay, and so okay. Laura took that upon herself to write in a paragraph about me to the Bachelor. And to say, this was a recent status. I think y'all need to help my friend. So I can't Wait, remember. because the hamster thing alluded to how like, single you are? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that I, in my head, I was concerned about, like, training a hamster. She didn't want my life to go that direction. <laughs> I still don't know if you can train one. But anyway, so she sent in a really nice paragraph and a photo. And then they called me, and it was easy breezy from there. <laughs> Wait, so what we're, so we're either saying... You make something very elaborate and hilarious and send it in, or you have one of your friends write a super great paragraph about you. What about the casting calls? Oh, I've never been to one. What are those? And I went to that, too. They said, we'd like you to come to the nearest casting call so we can meet you in real life. So I went to Baltimore two weeks later, and then, like, the local ABC affiliate was there, and they were like, hey, would you like to talk to us? And, like, I did, and I was, like, a huge ham there, too. (laughs) And I was like, I think this is going to work out. My mom thinks I need to do this because I'm single as (laughs) And all that. It was funny. All right, we have another question from Galen. We're going to stay on topic this time. He (laughs) wants us to say, he wants us to talk about what kind of crazy little behind-the-scenes stuff can you reveal about your time on the show? Um, let's see, Becca. What First do you think all, is like the one thing that people really don't know that they should understand? Do we know if Galen's a guy or girl? I think it's a guy. Yeah, guy. Okay. Thanks for listening, guy. <laughs> You're our one. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. I think... I know my biggest miss. I know the biggest misconception that annoys me, and that's like they're throwing alcohol down your throats and you're not eating. It's like no, we're eating so so much. The freshman, like the bat, you know, the freshman fifteen. There's like the bachelor ten. Yeah. Did you gain weight? You were there for so long that you think you would. I actually lost weight at the end because I was so stressed. Okay, but um, I didn't. I, I'll be honest. Like I didn't go into it. I, I didn't work out and diet before I went on the show, so I was just kind of like, it was my basic, it was my normal life just extended into the Bachelor Mansion. Same. It wasn't like I was not getting my exercise in because Becca and I, well, at least at that <laughs> point, we both did an exercise. Becca is now like an exercise fiend, which is why her body looks like a Victoria's Secret model. Um, Wait a second. <laughs> a fiend? Yeah. I do a soul cycle like once a month. I know. Okay, fine. You're right. That's a bad Is wrong. there a treadmill there? No, 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 there's nothing. The girls, what, would, like, walk around the house briskly, like, outside? (laughs) Okay, literally for the first three days, people really, they're really staying on top of it. And then by the fourth day, everyone just gives up, and they're eating everything. And Oh, Oh, the food, the the jars. Oh, I I go, the Oreo jars, and she goes, the corn dogs. The corn dogs. What corn dogs? Tell us more. 
on the cocktail ceremony night. Oh my god, I would the go crazy. Ceremony. Tell them about how we get the extra food on those those ceremony okay. nights. So basically, day to day, we there's anything we want. The you know people who work for the bachelor, we just make a list of groceries and they'll go get it. There In are, the house, you have to make your own food, but once you start traveling, we have like four day buffets. I was helpless unless someone cooked for everyone. Like I made bagel bites and um, like bean and cheese burritos, which was wonderful. But a home cooked meal was only like a good, healthy meal was only if someone made it. Because you're a drive through girl and you're a Postmates girl. I am all about that fast service, you know? Yeah. And so then on rose ceremony nights, they would come in and cater just glorious pigs in a blanket. You know, right up my crazy. And then you're like wearing a tight dress and you're like, I can't really eat that much, but hopefully I get a rose tonight and I'm able to pig out on this at 3 a.m. Oh, no, I started as soon as they put it out because those, you know, I ate it. They came out. Everyone took them fast. Like you had to get in there. But I, I promise you, even if people aren't eating on the dates or you don't see it, there's a lot of food consumption. So much. And the reason that they don't want us to eat on a date is because apparently it doesn't look nice on TV. It just it's not attractive. I'm fine with it. And I'm fine with not being attractive all the time. Hence why I did eat on my paradise dates. But it doesn't sound good. The sounds bother me more than the like visual. You don't want like a Josh Murray pizza sesh. Hate it. Oh, I loved it so much though. So crazy. Can you swim laps in that pool? Um, it's freezing. freezing. The pool is like set. To, okay. If you guys understand pool temperature, I grew up with a pool. I knew that at home, I wouldn't get into it unless it was like 82 or higher. And 82 is still pretty cold. Mm-hmm. 85 is like my perfect pool temp. I know I'm like a baby, <laughs> but the bachelor pool must've been set to like 75. And you looked like a wimp when the bachelor would come over and then there'd be a pool party and you're like, okay, except I can't really get into water that cold. Um, I would get in just to avoid having to have my mic on. So I'd be shivering and they'd be like, Becca, why don't you get out and put your mic on? I'm like, but I'm I'm loving this freezing cold, refreshing (laughs) pool. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. And another little tidbit. If you do need to like talk to your friends without being on camera, if you're like, I can't have this on camera. Then we'd usually like go into like the toilet room, you know, like the little toilet room. Um, Also, do you... One time we were sitting in the hot tub and none of us had mics on because we were kind of getting in and out of the water. And we look over and it was one of those fuzzy mics. And just like sitting there, it looks like a raccoon or something. (laughs) Like a boom? Yeah, Yeah, the boom. boom. It would just creep up and then it'd be sitting right next to you and you'd be like, oh, hello, little furry pet. (laughs) Like how long has that been sitting there? I was wondering, is it possible to like slip a secret note to The Bachelor? Like if one of you girls wanted to get a message, but you don't want cameras or audio? There definitely is. I remember one season of The Bachelorette where there was a guy who wrote her letters all the time. Was It was Chris. No. It was Chris Souls with Andy. I thought it was Sean and Caitlin. Really? Maybe there's a guy who does this yearly. It's a great idea because that way she has... A, a form of communication that is private and uh-huh. something to look back on and put in her bachelor Our producer, diary. Erica, says it was Catherine and Sean slipping secret notes throughout the season. Oh, that's cute. That is, well, seems like That seems like something they would seems do. Seems like something yeah. that works. I would write, this is awful. Get me out of here. I'm trapped in prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
400 crazy girls. <laughs> Wait, okay, so there's an episode of my other I Don't Get a Podcast where I read my bachelor diary out loud because they encourage you during the show to write down your thoughts because I guess it's really entertaining to look back on or something. Or if you end up being chosen at the end of it, it's nice to have documentation of your process. <laughs> oh my God. So did you keep a bachelor diary? I did, but it is the most atrocious, like not even... Not even cringeworthy. I wish it was more that way. It's just so boring. I'm like, so today I ate bagel bites and laid by the pool. The girls are really nice. Chris is so hot. It was like I was 12. It was the weirdest thing. I felt Mine weird. sounds like I'm in middle school too, but mine's also completely different because I say things like, I could really see myself marrying Chris okay, and so living on the farm. I did that towards the end when it was the final three. I did a journal post. I would, if I can find it, I'll um, get back. We'll get back to this. But it was painful. I'm like, I would never say that. Mm-hmm. Why am I writing that down? Because mm-hmm. you are being held a prisoner in a mansion <laughs> and it makes everyone I think crazy. I was like, maybe if they accidentally read my journal, they'll see how <laughs> no. invested I've been this whole time. <laughs> That's so funny. We need to have a whole reading where like all the bachelor girls get together, we'll stand on a stage, and then we'll we'll all read our bachelor journals. I mean, that could be hilarious. I also have to say one more thing. Wait, what were you gonna say? I was this is totally Amy's gonna be pissed, but I I feel like we should have a bachelor prom. That would be really well, great. Here's the thing. I've been working on an idea for our season two podcast launch. Tied with Bachelor in Paradise. Well, no, I don't have anything yet, but I thought Lou could perform. (gasps) And like, I have all these ideas. Oh my God, can we do this? That would be so fun. If you are a sponsor that wants to help us do We need a location. Ideally in Southern California. Location is easy. Location is easy. How fun if we all we'll call got Marshall. Super... We'll call Marshall and go back up to the mansion. He loves us. Yeah, I love Marshall. Wait, Marshall call, is the owner of the Bachelor Marshall Mansion. Right now. Let's call Marshall. Hold okay. on. Okay, just to Marshall let you guys listening know, Marshall owns the Bachelor Mansion, and he and his family live in it pretty much all year round, minus the two months that they're filming in the And he's the nicest person and crazily a huge fan of the show, which is kind of amazing considering they wreck his house two times a year. He's hysterical, too. Like He has a great sense of humor. They always put it back together. Wait, we're trying to reach Marshall. It only takes him two days to move in and out. I know this because I did a package. No, it's longer. He told me it takes two weeks to move out. No, no, no. I mean, like, his stuff. Oh. Like, they place everything back in two days because everything's labeled. And you know they even take the curtains down. They take his curtains down and yeah. put up new curtains. They repaint. Repaint. It's crazy. Marshall can give us some inside dirt. Is he gonna? Are you gonna call him right now? But don't you think his house is the perfect place to have the prom? Can you yeah. imagine everyone dressed up like black tie for a prom at the Bachelor Mansion? They'd have to get it on camera because there'd be like a lot of. Are drama we going, going cute down. dresses or like eighties? Oh, we well, want we could 80s. do a theme, or we could do. I was thinking like a elegant, like a prom. Do we have Marshall? Oh, we've got Marshall. Yes, Marshall. Ladies, ladies, what do I owe this pleasure? Oh my goodness. You are on the I the you are on the almost famous podcast with Ashley I and Becca right now and your friend Amy. Normally hosted by Ben Higgins, but he's in Honduras, so Yes. So oh, we wanted to we wanted to ask you a question. First off, before I ask the question, thank you so much for opening your home to all of the romance that we've experienced. Yeah. 
You're okay. And, <laughs> that was the most martial well, response ever. That's what I say, right? Um, okay. So you then, made it sound like that was a large number that all the romance that we've had. You guys something. have had a lot of romance start in your house. Yes. Thank you. And then we would like to know whether you'd be open to the idea of us throwing a bachelor prom at your house. I'm a little old for that. Well, I mean, you could you be, a be a chaperone. I turn 60 next month. That's fine. Oh, That's pretty birthday, young. Marshall. Happy birthday. So, Thank you. Wait, Marshall, before what? we talk about the prom, how's the brewery? So darn close. We just got approved by um, the ABC last Thursday, so we can sell beer. We can. Uh... Why don't we have the prom at the brewery? Oh, oh we can do that. Marshall's Is it an opening, open? Marshall's opening his own brewery in Southern we'll California. We'll bring everyone out, and everybody will be drinking your beers, your brews, <laughs> your brews, <laughs> and your beers. <laughs> we'll sell it out. We'll make it maximum occupancy. Better than the mansion. We can do it at the brewery. What's the brewery going to be called, Marshall? Fourteen cannons. Ooh. 14 cannons. Okay, well, you guys, you heard it here on the Almost Famous podcast first. We're going to have a bachelor prom. It's going to be at 14 cannons. <laughs> We're going to give you the date as soon as we well, know it. What, what, are you, what are you thinking for uh, a date? Me? Uh, we, we don't know yet. Well, oh, Ash, I'm not actually... a man. I'm talking about a date for this event. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. It's like you guys <laughs> love the fact that I just went like, oh, my God, I have to that pick a date. so miscongeniality. Like, I'll take Peter. I'll take Dean. I'll take <laughs> I'll take Jared. I'll take Dean. Ben. I'm just, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the gardener, man. If, if somebody, if the trash compactor breaks, whatever they call me. <laughs> Becca would like you to heat the pool. Yeah, I just, it was a little cold, but I don't really have the problem anymore because I'm not no, on the bachelor. <laughs> well, we have, an ex- we have an expression at our house. You know, whatever Becca wants, Becca gets. Uh, Marshall, <laughs> I couldn't love you more, and I think that was sarcasm, <laughs> but I still love you. It's not. <laughs> you check. I know you don't read your likes. I'm following you. I like all your stuff. Oh, my God. I'm about to go follow Marshall. I follow him. Marshall. And you're gonna you're gonna see me do a post. Um, did you? I know you guys don't follow me. I do. I, I do, Marshall. Oh, I am following you, Marshall. I followed did, you right did you, after I did my piece at your house. Did you see the elephant I had out there? No. In your yard. <laughs> you need to look back at like two posts back on me. Go to my homepage. Oh my gosh! My son is going to University of Alabama. Their mascot is an elephant called Big Al, but they've never had a real elephant. It's just a mascot. So I rented an elephant and. Dressed it up in, in Crimson Tide with a blanket and this and that. Oh, my God. Okay. Animal cruelty. The, all the animal prevention people were there. It's all taken care of, supervised. Um, and they were all getting their picture taken out in front. There was a group of 30 kids that were going off to Alabama as freshmen. They've all just graduated high school. And they wanted to get them together so that when they get to Alabama, it's not totally foreign to them. They know 29 other kids. That is so brilliant. That's really so fun. That's we really took good. a big group photo. <laughs> With Big Al, he stopped by. So I'm going to do another something, something post here that that will apply to uh, Becca, Ashley, and uh, Chris. Harris. Well, thank you, Marshall. And I see this picture of the elephant. It's really awesome. Do you think we could rent that elephant for the bachelor prom as well? Sure. Okay. There we go. Rent the elephant. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you, Marshall. We have to call somebody else who's been in your house before. JoJo Fletcher is coming on the Almost Him podcast right now. Oh. My God. <laughs> you guys have fun. Thanks for calling me. It was good to talk to you guys. Bye, Marshall. See you. Bye. See you. Bye.
We have to take a minute to talk about how fab FabFitFun is. I love the FabFitFun box. I get it every season. And this summer box is the best I've ever had. It's It gets better and better with every season. I already talked about how I love the sunscreen. It's a, a total beauty find. It doesn't turn my skin purple. Do you understand this? <laughs> we talked about this last time. No. You were... Okay, never mind. Do you get excited when you get it? Like, because you don't know what's I in do. it? I do. It's a nice little present that comes to the door four times a year. And it has all these full-size products. But the in the... It has all these full-size products, but the box is only $49.99, but the value of the box is $200. So basically, you're getting $200 worth of stuff just delivered to your door, and when you open a little present, it's like Christmas four times a year. So if you go to FabFitFun.com, you can get your summer box for $10 off using our code ALMOSTFAMOUS. A couple of the things that you'll get in this box is Juice Beauty Smoothing Eye Concentrate. We all know that's a Ben Higgins favorite. Cargo HD Picture Perfect Highlighter in Bronze. Wait, how do I use that? You use it right on your cheekbone, like straight here. And then if you want to play a little bit, you can do it on your Cupid's bow by your lip to make your lips look a little bit fuller. Does that make my like cheekbone stand out kind of modelly? Absolutely. You need highlighter in your life. And sometimes I put it on my nose to slim my nose as well. And I really like the Cargo HD bronze. Um, and I really like the Cargo HD highlighter. It's really, really good. Good pigment there. So make sure to head over to FabFitFun.com and use the code ALMOSTFAMOUS. So now we want to take a question from Macy. She says, Ben, a.k.a. Becca and Ashley, <laughs> I cannot for the life of me find out how to call into the show so I decided I would submit a question via email instead so I am wondering how rose ceremonies work I'm particularly fascinated with the whole process and how everything works behind the scenes I have read online that they often film through the nights and that rose ceremonies actually happen in the last hours I'm assuming she's saying of the like in the wee hours of the morning I'm hoping that you can shed some light onto this and reveal some more behind-the-scenes secrets. If there is enough time, I actually have some additional questions. Does The Bachelor or The Bachelorette get to make decisions regarding who is casted? Or do the producers pick out everyone? And when does The Bachelor or The Bachelorette find out that they will be The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? I get out of... No, I'm guessing. Oh. I am guessing that they are left in the dark and have to wait until the men or women get out of the limo on night one and introduce themselves. I hope you can answer some of these questions. I look forward to listening more. Thanks for getting me hooked on podcasts and being so relatable and hilarious. Thank you so much. Your fellow Indiana girl, go Hoisers. Oh, Hoisers. Hitting Hoosiers. Me. Hoosiers. That's for Ben. Oh, my God. Ben, you if Ben was here and you, you didn't say Hoosiers he said properly. Hoosiers. <laughs> LOL. Macy Lancaster. This is the perfect time to call JoJo. Would you agree? Because there are so many questions here that are specifically for the Bachelorette. I mean, it's always a perfect time to call JoJo. And this is your best friend of all life, pretty much. Best friend of all life. All life. All right. So let's get her on the phone. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, hi. So thanks so much for being here. I know. It's so good to hear y'all's voices. Oh, it's so good to hear your sweet little voice. All right. <laughs> so we have a couple questions for you. It is from a fan named Macy. Oh, Macy. Okay. And JoJo, we can answer a lot of questions about The Bachelor, but we cannot answer a lot of questions 
coming from the bachelorette perspective. So we thought, <laughs> who better than the one and only? So she wants to know um, how the rose ceremonies work. She said she's particularly fascinated with the whole process and how everything works behind the scenes. Okay, so I know that for us, Chris Souls used to go back into the secret room oh. every three people. I'm not sure why that was. Did you do this? Yes. Okay. So, well, the first night you definitely have to do that because you don't um, remember really everyone's names except for like like the three that you actually really like. Unless you're Ben Higgins, who says <laughs> Wait, that he memorized um, all like 27 okay. names. We don't. Ben's a unicorn. Or Joe's <laughs> a unicorn. Ben's a weird unicorn. So, <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because the Chris thing, I remember producers telling me that Chris was struggled a little bit with the names. Oh. So I think he went in, he went back far more than the rest of us. Can you um, imagine that? Both <laughs> your monies are so long. The first night is like, I mean, you guys know it's, it's forever long. What is it, like six hours, eight hours? I don't even know. 24? Um, oh. <laughs> shoot, I don't remember. Maybe for you, Beck, it was shorter. You, you but to answer it. your question, Macy, yes. Um, it lasts until about like 6.30 a.m. the Why first night. Why are they so long? Why? I don't know, JoJo. <laughs> Why are they so long? Because when you're the bachelorette or the bachelor, producers always have you coming back into this um, interview room and they interview about every conversation you have and a lot of the viewers don't see that because you only see a couple of the stuff but we have to keep going back there and talking about each guy and each conversation who we liked who we didn't like so it's a lot of stop and go so i because you know i and i think it's public knowledge that a lot of the interviews we do throughout the show are pickup interviews and they can kind of like recap it but i feel like that first night specifically they do it a way more like in the moment because they want the genuine feelings. Yeah. That why? One day of pickups for the first night. Um, and I think that was only because, I mean, obviously as the season progresses, you have storylines that evolve. You figure out who the villain is. And so they want to go back and talk about certain people. But that first night, I mean, you really hammer it out. I mean, it's a lot of talking, not only to the guys, but to, you know, your producers in the interview room. So did you ever feel like you were actually going to fall asleep or did any of your guys fall asleep on the first night? Um, I mean, I wanted to fall asleep. <laughs> I know you did because like we sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't know if it was this story, but after that I left and I threw up on the way up to my room because I was no so way. tired from pure exhaustion. <laughs> exhaustion, had, stress, just being nervous, drinking a little. Two, no, I had two glasses of wine. That was it. So it was definitely not the alcohol. It was just pure. Like, I can't. I can't live my life like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, that's that not the fun. life for us. That's hysterical. No. Okay, I would have done the same. And this is another part of our question, which is very specifically for you. Does the bachelorette or bachelor get to make any, do they get to make any decisions regarding the cast? I think as far, they, she means like as far as them getting casted on the yeah, show. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I mean, I didn't. I don't know if anyone else did. How much do you tell the producers about your type? Like, I'd be like, please, no one. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I actually, well, you know, yeah. you guys, everybody knows like my type. <laughs> so like producers, I'd be like, please look out for my type. Well, totally. I think they have those conversations with you, obviously. And I think generally they know. 
I mean, listen, producers know when they cast the 25 to 30 guys, they already know who the top three or four is going to be, right? They already know because they know generally who you're going to be attracted to. I mean, unless there's some curveball that comes out of nowhere, um, which I, I mean, kind of happened for me, but. Um, who was your curveball? Like, well, okay, Robbie's a good example. Like, no way the first, like, couple weeks I thought I, I would be into Robbie. Whoa. And then he, like, went way further. <laughs> okay. That was a curveball. Wait, I have a but, question. Do you like when they come out and they're just kind of, like, cool and, like, hey, I'm Peter, I'm super hot? Or do you like those <laughs> antics, those, like... You know, like a unicorn coming yes, out? Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, I like the weird stuff. I mean, I think... I don't know. I don't really care, to be honest. If you are cool and you have a good personality and you can pull off doing something weird, then, like, more power to you. Who I did think. something weird on yours? Oh, my gosh. There was this guy. He got sent home the first night, which... For good I reason, liked. right? <laughs> I liked him. <laughs> oh. But he made a really funny joke. His name was Sal, and he came out, and he handed me, like, two blue balls. And he said, made like a joke about blue balls. I don't know. It, I just remember the joke being so funny that I kept talking about that joke for the rest of the night. Then why'd you eliminate uh, him? Well, I mean, other than that, it was all pretty dull. <laughs> <laughs> so he had like the shining moment and then he was done. Like yeah. we met that tickle monster at a Dodger game and I don't, I mean, he was cool. But the tickling makes me so weirded out. Did he out. tickle you? I well, think no, it was he a funny. I me. think it, that was a funny bit. You but, do. But I definitely thought that was something that he did with his patients because he's a doctor and we didn't get to know that side. But no, then he confirmed I, that that is not correct. if he tickles his patients and he said that, no. no. No, he just thought that would be funny and he came up with that in the hotel room. And he says he's getting a lot of people coming up to him and asking him to tickle them. That and is, uh, he no, won't tickle you. teenage girls <laughs> well, because good. that's what's, that's, that's pretty boundaries. much the demographic asking for tickles. Well, he's. I'm glad he's smart enough to say no to that. All right, so jail. Jojo, when your top four came out of the limo, were you like, okay, minus Robbie, who was a, a left, left winger? Curveball. But Curve like, Robbie's very. No, Robbie's super cute. Yeah. No, it, it, it was, I, I liked Robbie, but like, I never, in the first like week or two, I never expected for him to, you know, go. It just, it didn't hit me that quickly. Um, whereas, you know, and Chase kind of was slower too, but I think obviously Jordan was like, a no-brainer. I mean, I think that there was, like, I think I kind of knew, like, who my top six would be um, based, like, within the first couple conversations because I feel like it's super easy to weed. I mean, that sounds bad, but, like, you kind of just know. Oh, yeah. You I know mean, who you're going to vibe with. How strong was your desire um, to, like, just say, excuse me, I really, really don't want to kiss all these frogs when <laughs> I can really eliminate it down to four right now, and I really just want to kiss these four? I know that's the hardest part. It's like I really, you guys, this is going to sound super corny, but I really did go into that saying, you know, I'm going to be super open-minded. I'm going to give everyone a chance. Obviously, my relationships in the past, I didn't pick them well. So maybe I was doing something wrong. Um, so I did. I was very open-minded, but there were a lot of instances where, you know, that's kind of a part of it. You kind of have to just do that and go with the flow because you can't just send everyone that you don't like home immediately. <laughs> Wait, but I have a question, and I know Ashley can really relate to this. If someone grosses me out, I'd be like, and, or right like now. their breath <laughs> smells bad, <laughs> like it's gonna be really hard for me to accept a kiss from him. Well, right. Uh, what right, do you do? I know that someone on your season had to have had bad breath. Right? Do you know of someone specifically? 
No, I'm just saying. You have inside information. You can't bring this up. I was not giving inside. I said, I was saying, I'm assuming someone had to have had. There was somebody on my season that, (laughs) oh, God, that I did not enjoy smaller. Did so he like, get far? Is he top no 10? Did you actually no. kiss him? Okay, we can't do... It, we, feelings, can't, we don't want feelings like, to get hurt. It down because I actually really respect this person. Did he? Um, had he just eaten like um, like sardines or something? Listen, I only... It, the kiss only happened once, so to be fair, I didn't give him a follow-up chance. Like, maybe he did. Maybe <laughs> sounds maybe. like it's Wells, know. but it wasn't Wells, so I'm is protecting your, Wells in the moment. Is that your all... Y'all's? Biggest pet peeve? No. Oh no, but that like so I mean, that's well, up there no, for me. Like, I talking, think it's probably my number one. But like talking one. about kissing, it's obviously that is like on Jojo. What's your favorite um, thing to have come out of being on The Bachelor and Bachelorette? My favorite thing to come out of The Bachelor. Um, no, no, you, both experience, both experiences <laughs> all together. Um, I mean, it, I always tell people it was honestly the most amazing experience of my life. I. I don't really know how to explain that. And it was like, yeah, that's great. It's it sounds like we all had a great experience. But like, what's your favorite thing to come out of both? Well, I met Jordan. <laughs> that's great. I met friends. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, there's hmm. a lot of things. <laughs> I wish we had a camera here because this was really a fishing project. <laughs> what are you? Are you? I already said your name first. You already got it out of my mouth. You were like on the Bachelor, but can I ask her one more? Yeah. I need to go back to this um, casting question for a second. There was a lot of talk amongst your group of guys specifically that they were casted for two different bachelorettes. Some guys said that they felt like they were casted for Kayla being the bachelorette and some yeah. thought that they were casted for you. Do you think that that is true? Um, yeah. I mean, because I know for a while, I didn't, realize, I didn't find out that I was a bachelorette until kind of late in the game. And so I remember seeing you know, those rumors that were like Kayla's a bachelorette, so I totally could see that happening. I mean, I don't know when producers actually made that, like, switch in their head or if that was, like, I have no clue. That's one thing I have no idea about. Interesting. Okay, that's just because, like, some guys are more her type and then some guys are more your type. Totally. Athletic yeah. and manly <laughs> and tall and some were more Not. poetry reading. Oh. And, like, artsy. Yeah. Okay, so last question do you want to see Peter, Brian, or Eric win? And then second question, who do you want as our next Bachelor? Um. Okay. Uh, I think, and I was actually texting Becca about this like a couple days ago. I just watched the last episode. Mm-hmm. And I get, I don't know why. It's obvious. I think everyone agrees that like Brian and her are just like super intense. There's so much chemistry. He is very openly like into her right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's crazy and i think that she really likes that and i i see them being together um eric actually really surprised me and i i like adore him mm-hmm. um so i really like eric um i think peter will be the next bachelor but if dean wasn't on paradise i think it would be a pretty you know, good toss-up between those two, Bachelor. He certainly has the teeny bopper vote. But, but no, but Dean could be next year's Bachelor because that's After what maturing Nick a bit. did that, too. Yeah, he could go back on Paradise next year, and I think there's a lot of girls out there would like to see him as the Bachelor at some point. 
All right. Well, thank you, Joelle. You have a beautiful name. And we are now going to move on to listener calls. This is my favorite segment because it's just live and we have to come up with this advice on the spot. I know. It's terrifying. Becca, um, what is your what's your topic? Yeah, I have a topic. I tweeted about it last night. I want to know what people think or if people think it's important to have your significant other's passcode on their phone. Is it important or or is it just something that should be okay? I mean, is it imp- like is do you need it or are you cool like if they tell you you can't have it is that go- is that okay or is If that it's your husband's and you can't have it, I think that's a red flag. I think it's a red flag. I- this is my thing. This was an instance that happened to me. Oh. An oh. unnamed suitor. And oh. we were in the car and I was controlling the music and it locked. And so I was like, oh, your phone locked with your passcode. You want to give it to me? And I was thinking, oh. that's suspicious. Are you, was it a current relationship or is this like a hooking up friends thing? No, it was a relationship. Did you question? Um, It was a. Did he, did he hand it over? Did you hand it to him? And then so, he had to press his. That's what I did. He, yeah, I handed it over to him. He put it in there. But then I was like, that's suspicious to me. And then he got upset. And then he ended up being like, this is my passcode and gave it to me. But at that point, it wasn't about the passcode. It was that he. There was, was obviously something sitting there that he didn't want you to see. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it had to have been fresh in your phone, too, like in the, the last 10 texts or yeah. something that could have popped up, like a girl could have texted him. But my thing is, like, I would never, I wouldn't need it for, like, snooping I wouldn't sit there reasons. and snooping around. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have even looked in his, te- if he, he's sitting right there, I wouldn't have looked in his text messages. I yeah. just was trying to change the song. And, I mean, I, I totally get, like, needing to have privacy and everything, but if it's something that simple, like knowing it, or if there's an emergency, or if you need their phone, it seems. Ooh, I don't. I want to get a fan opinion on this because I definitely think that it's not something that you have to be like, oh, by the way, just in case you're ever curious, this is my password. But like in a situation like that, you should be okay with just saying it. I would give you my phone right now and you could look through everything. But on principle, like as a policy, I don't think I should be privy to everyone's phone business and you shouldn't be privy to mine because maybe I need to text my mom how much you're bothering me right now. But we talked about this last night. If if. There's something that I would vent to someone. Like, let's say we were in a fight and I was like, oh, he's being so stupid and I can't stand him or whatever. I would say that to his face, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I do this with friends sometimes. Like, I don't want them to touch my phone. Me, too. Because, like, they'll be like, can I change the song? And I'm like, well, I don't want them to hang on my phone. But honestly, it's because, like, in my recent text messages, I may have texted my sister something like, her breath is bad right now. <laughs> Like, I'm not talking shit on my friends, but, like, I, there may be something like that in there. You have, like... Uh, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. I've had relationships where I found myself knowing the relationship was terrible, and then we would be, like, out somewhere, and I see him texting, and it made me so uncomfortable that I would do that weird Oh, yeah, thing where you have where to, like, like, pull your eye as far as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so... But I think, and then I've had relationships that are great, and they could text a million texts, and I don't care. Right. Because... I know it's all good and I don't care. So I think it's that you feel weird about it because there's something to feel weird about. It's like that intuition, like, ah. Well, I mean, I will admit there were times where I acted a little crazy just in general for no reason. And mm-hmm. so maybe in his mind, if there was something that was even suspect to make me be like insecure or whatever, he's yeah. like, it's not even worth it. Right. But I just feel, you know, 
I, I would like to hear others' opinions on it because there's so many different situations that you could argue about it. All right, let's take our first caller. Do we, we don't have a screen. Do we have a screen? Oh, well, I don't have a oh, screen. Oh, sorry. I've never done this before. No, it's all good. Amy from Seattle. And okay. will you beep the she yeah. but you can just keep yeah. that yeah. Oh, huh. Okay, ready? All right, let's talk to Amy in Seattle about this. Hi, Amy. Hey, Amy. Hello. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. What do you think? Should significant others be okay with giving out their passwords? Um, I think it's kind of circumstantial. Like, you know, my parents have been married for 30 years. Like, they know each other's passwords, you know? Yeah. But, like, I think if you're just, like, dating somebody and you are weird about wanting their password, then you probably don't trust them, and then you should probably just evaluate that. It should probably be an exclusivity to the relationship thing. If you guys are exclusive, like, you should probably not have an issue with it. Well, and I think it's, like, if if you're the personality type that's constant, like, you're snooping around and always trying to find something wrong, then that's a different situation. Right. Exactly. And, like, I had an ex, and, like, we broke up, and then we were still kind of, like, talking and... Um, I knew his password to like his phone and his Facebook, and it probably wasn't a good thing for me to know that. So. I thought you were going to say didn't trust him. So, and then did you find something? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you have the inkling, it's all about that female intuition and what's in your gut. I think you you usually it's know what's going on. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But if you've been like married, you know, and like someone's like oh yeah this is my password because you know if i die then you need to be able to access my bank account or whatever then <laughs> oh bank account info yeah. what you know step like, further okay what would you do if you were in a relationship and then y'all have this conversation he gives you the passcode and then you go to use it again on his phone and it's changed oh <laughs> that's an even like, bigger think- red flag <laughs> Yeah, that's tricky, but it's probably just like maybe if I trusted him, I'd be like, oh, then I I probably just don't remember what it was. But if there's a reason, like if I was just going to use the phone to like order pizza or whatever, then I'd be like, oh, I must have forgotten what it was. But if um, if I was going on the phone to snoop and he'd already given me his password and then I'm snooping and then it's changed, then I'd be like, that's weird. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Amy. It's good to know that other people feel the same way we do. Yeah, for We're, sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We're going to go and ask the same question to Norisia. Mm, I don't know how to say your name. Hello, young lady yeah. from Long Island. How do you say your name? Hi, it's uh, Noranisa. Uranisa. Uranisa. No, Noranisa with an N. Noranisa. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, it's Ashley and Becca, and Hi. we want to know, do you think that people in relationships should have each other's passwords? For So do you mean passwords for, like, social media or, no. like, no, the, a passcode for the cell phone to, like, get in? The passcode for the cell phone. Okay. So I think that it's okay if you want to have one, but, like, my husband has a passcode, but he actually told me his passcode, and I actually have, like... My, he put my he actually did it himself. He put my thumbprint onto his phone just so I can go on whenever I want. Oh. So yeah, so I think you know I think you definitely should um, if you want to have one, that's fine. But I think it, I think you should because I think it's a way of showing your trust. Um, you know, it makes you feel more confident 
knowing, you know, in your relationship, knowing that, you know, my partner isn't hiding anything. He's totally comfortable with me going into his phone. I mean, yeah, if he gives you that thumbprint access, you're in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would hope so. So for, for me, it's, I know this is kind of hypocritical, but like, you know, I don't have a problem with him going through my phone, but like whenever he wants to go through it, I'm like freaking out because I don't want him to see my like crazy selfies. That's like my problem. Like, I don't want him to Wait, go through my phone. Your selfies? I'm crazy. But it's yeah, your husband. I'm he knows you better than anyone. <laughs> I know, but it's still so embarrassing because it's just kind of, I mean, we're kind of newly married, so maybe that's why I feel like that. But I just feel kind of shy. Like, he, he looks at me like I'm trying to hide something, but I'm like, dude, it's, it's Nothing. I'm just trying. I just want to hide my selfies from you. <laughs> well, you like, just need to get the perfect shot and take right, it a yeah. zillion times. Sometimes it takes. Why like, don't you delete the bad ones? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess I could do that. I just have like. Oh, and another thing is that I screenshot like a billion things, like oh. whether it's like texts from my friends or like random like memes and just like weird weird stuff. So you know, things that you don't know, kind of feel kind of awkward just showing someone. <laughs> I 100% you know I mean? agree with the screenshot thing. That would probably be one of the few things that I'd be embarrassed for people to see. Like, I screenshot a lot of things that are just for me to, to remember. When I think I, she's on to something that it's like you have nothing to hide, but it's sort of like your diary. That it you is your diary. Exactly. To no, totally. When I was younger... I used to not like people looking at my iTunes library because as like a 19 year old, like having, I don't know, it was like Elton John and the Eagles and stuff. Like I thought like these people are going to like judge me for having like yeah, Lionel totally. Richie on here. And I just Elton love. Elton John and the Eagles I, and Lionel are amazing. I, I know. About exactly. That. But as a 19 year old or something, I didn't want people to be like, well, who are you these? You weren't worried about all that Hanson you had in there? No, I never worry about <laughs> Hanson. No, I just like, yeah. as a kid, I was very self-conscious about my music taste because I just love soft rock yeah i totally feel you on that and like in the iphone especially with like the notes feature like i don't know about you guys but i honestly treat that as like my diary and i have like the craziest things in there i like don't let anyone look at my phone because i'm scared they're gonna click on notes and just see everything that i've in there oh my god i read i basically write diary entries in my notes and it's so embarrassing anyway yeah. all right well we have to go and talk to adam from nashville now and see what he thinks hey adam Hi. Hey, Adam. So what do you think about passwords? Should they have them or should they not? Passwords. No, um, passcodes. I'm for it. Passcodes. You uh, call them passcodes because they're numbers? Well, the passcode to get into your phone. Okay, because password okay. would be like, I guess, your social media. Right, right, right. Okay. Do y'all have passcodes? I don't have one. What? Do. You don't have one? No. You have like every celebrity's phone number in your thing. Yep. Open to you if you want it. <laughs> Amy, I'm going to steal your phone and I'm going to get some of my crush's numbers out of there. My celebrity crush. Oh. oh, Adam? Adam, Hi, are, yes, are you working, I'm Adam? I'm still here. <laughs> All right, passcodes. What do you think? I actually am working. I work from home, but that was a call I could miss. <laughs> awesome. Priorities. I like I, that. That's right. Uh, I am cool with passcodes, but uh, I, I am actually married. My wife and I know each other's passcodes. Uh, not a big deal. We, uh, you know, if you don't have anything to hide, what's the what's the problem, right? Right, right, right. Unless, uh, unless you have someone who likes to, I don't know, prank you by posting strange photos of you, which my wife does do. I love that. What about selfies? Do you take a lot of selfies and you're embarrassed for your wife to see them? <laughs> my selfie game is strong. I'm not oh. embarrassed. So you get, you nail it on the first couple. You don't have a whole row of them. No. 
There's no retakes on my Wow, one and done. Dude. Adam, you are a unicorn. (laughs) Use that word so much. (laughs) Um, Adam, question for you. Are you watching this season of The Bachelorette? Absolutely. And what are your thoughts? Uh, I think Rachel is amazing. Love Rachel. Yeah. Um, About the guys. Felt really, uh, yeah, the guys. I felt really bad for Dean. Yeah. And what? Really I mean, yeah, what, just with his family, and or that she sent him home, or, or all that she said, um, "I love you," and, and then all, she sent him home. all of the above. I felt like he was um, put in a very unfortunate position. Uh, it seemed like he was extremely uncomfortable, and he seems like a good, a good dude. Um, as for the guys who are there right now, uh, they're pretty solid. I actually think that Eric is sort of a. Um, going to come out from from out of nowhere. I think Eric Eric's under the radar. All. Is he not? We all like Eric, and he's not getting the attention that he deserves. Yeah, so I feel like he was sort of painted in a poor light early in the season, but I don't know. He's just been he's just been bubbling up. I think he's a good. I think he's a good solid pick. Well, so who do you think out of the three, or even anyone who's been sent home before, who do you think will be the bachelor? Oh, good question. Um, I'm going to go with Dean. I think oh. Dean would be a great bachelor. Oh, we like it. Wow. Now, what and, if you... Uh, and this... I'm sorry, go ahead. What if you were going to go grab a beer in Nashville with one of these guys, Dean, Peter, Brian, or Eric? Who do you pick? You only get to go to with one. Hmm. So I'm going to go with Eric. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. have a beer with my boy Eric. Sweet. I think Eric's a really interesting cat. I would like to talk to him. He's very positive. He'll make you feel good about your life right after you you hang with him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and you know my opinions. I, I'm not gonna toot my own horn here, but I have been live tweeting The Bachelor for and Bachelorette for like six or seven seasons now. So. Ooh, wow. um, Kind of fanboying out right now. It's great to talk to you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you Wait, so much. You should toot your own horn. What is your Twitter? So my Twitter is at Batch Critic, B-A-C-H-C-R-I-D-I-C. Batch Critic. We have a real sure. hardcore fan on here. I'm pretty sure I've tweeted back and forth with you. I believe you have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember if it was positive or negative, but Probably, not my attention. I, to, I generally, uh, I don't know. I generally stay positive. With with all of you guys, I've always been a big fan. I'm well, here's my, here's my funny thing about that. I used to watch American Idol, like, hardcore. And I used <laughs> to have my favorites and the people that I didn't like. And I decided after many seasons of getting to meet them at their concerts during the summer, I was like, I'm no longer going to decide whose personality I do and do not like based on TV because when you meet them in real life, totally different. Every every single person's totally different. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. And and I haven't met anyone from Bachelor, obviously, but I'm chatting with you, with you all. Uh, but living here in Nashville, my wife will always send me a, a photo. She's like, did you see that, you know, Ashley was in Nashville or Becca was around and <laughs> So, yeah, people will run into one another at, you know, Hot Chicken Place or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's our second Bachelor hub, Nashville. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Adam. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Yeah, thank you. Good talking to to you. All right. So let's talk about this week's episode of The Bachelorette a little bit. Um, Rachel introduced the last three guys to her family. It seems like her family likes Peter and likes Eric, but Mm -hmm. they were pretty tough on Brian. And I think 
that is that is because maybe he comes across a little bit less warm. <laughs> I was I, I was conflicted because it it could go either way that they were suspicious suspicious of his intentions or any vibes they got from mm-hmm. him or because they saw that it was very serious and how much she likes him and so they're like being a little harder on him that could be it she got sassy when they were really questioning and she was like uh excuse me what did she say like you're annoying me like i think she's like straight out to like you're annoying me <laughs> i'm really annoyed yeah <laughs> and then he walked away from the situation which seems like it was probably a, a producer move they probably called him over. He yeah. Said, oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. And then Eric asked for permission to get to marry her. And then Peter didn't. No, Peter Peter was me. and Peter was you. Yeah. yeah. But Eric was surprised. I was kind of surprised that her mom said yes because I thought she was really tough. And then it was, I didn't know which way it was going to go. I was starting to feel anxious for him. Mm-hmm. And then she said yes. So I, was like, I think Eric just seems really sincere in moments like that, especially. He's super nice. Yeah. So then we went off to Spain and we had a very, very serious conversation with Peter where we left off on a cliffhanger because Mm -hmm. it seems like Peter and Rachel may mutually end their relationship because he is not in the place to repose. He likes her. He definitely likes her a lot, but she's like, "Um, I don't want to get a boyfriend out of this. It's literally the same story. It is the same story because you were like, Chris, I'll be your girlfriend, but I'm not going to marry you now. This is a tough question for both of you. Oh. Does Rachel want to get married more than she cares who she's marrying? Is she too focused on getting married than making the choice that is the right guy? I actually have to say, I think she just, I think, Becca, you go first. (laughs) She she says in the preview, she's like, am I just like forcing myself to feel like this? Like I need to get proposed to because this is, you know, how the show goes. Or am I really feeling it? She says, I'm pretty sure she says something similar to that. Well, and I'm concerned by the, I don't want to get a boyfriend out of this. I want to get proposed to. Because what if the right guy for her is just ready to be her boyfriend? That, that is a I great know. point. And I think that's probably why she's struggling so much because Peter's so great and they have a really great connection and she's like am I gonna give up something that could be really great that just needs more time or do I need to get like do I need to get engaged at the end of this do you think that she likes Peter just as much as she likes Brian I mean I'm sorry to eliminate Eric from this conversation he just seems like the weak link for Rachel just because she doesn't seem as invested in him for her right now in my own viewing interpretation is that it's really down to Peter and Brian. I feel the same. I mean, I definitely feel the same way, but I think I, the way she is with Brian, she they're like kind of all over each other. Yeah. So there's that very obvious physical connection. But does she have a deeper emotional connection with Peter? I think she knows Peter's great. I think she's very attracted to him. I think they have a very em- deep emotional connection. I think she fears that at the end of the show, once it ends, are they really going to have a relationship? Are they going to date and like it lead to marriage? Or is that just something he's saying? Yeah. And I also think that at this point in her life at 31 and at Brian's point at 37, both of them professionals, she's thinking this is like my partner in crime right now. Whereas mm-hmm. like this might be a hot guy that I get to like date for a little while right. with Peter. All right, Becca, you have honestly been the best fill-in for Ben I could ever ask for. That is an 
honor. No, but seriously, you guys are like top tier personality, Thank love. You. Thank you. I mean, soul. Yeah. Ben's a hard one to compete with, but luckily I don't have to compete with him. Uh, you do. You, <laughs> you do compete with him, though, because you're so special. And next week we're going to have another very special guest. And we can't really reveal who it is yet, but maybe you can figure it out. He's on the line, and you could ask him a few mystery questions and Ooh. see if people can figure it out. Oh, okay. Mystery. All right. Um, Do you have a voice cover-up thing on your voice right now? Hello? Oh, <laughs> hello, special guest. Hello. Hi. Um, well, if anybody's familiar with their your voice, it's not going to be that much of a surprise. But can you give us two hints as to who you are? Two hints as to who I am. Hmm. <laughs> well, I guess hint number one, uh, my favorite dinosaur is an ankylosaurus. An ankylosaurus? An ankylosaurus. What yeah. is that? Um, just Google it. It's a. It's like an armadillo dinosaur with like a big old sledgehammer tail. Cool. And then number two is uh, my favorite color is purple. Okay. And do you believe in the tooth fairy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, you have quite the mystery to crack to find out who my next co-host is. Thank you so much for listening to the Almost Famous podcast. It has been a pleasure, Becca. Thank you again. And I can't wait to have mystery guests on the phone with me here next week. Sounds like a good one. Can't wait. And in classic Ben fashion, I have been Ashley. And I have been Becca. Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.